and we are back. Uh, this is episode 139 of the Speed Metal Cycling Podcast. I am your host, the almighty Skull Crusher, ready to crush some skulls, hopefully with some soul-crushing altitude. <laughs> I make myself laugh with inside jokes. Anyway, who's with me? Who's with me? Ladies first, Natalia, how are you doing? Very good, thank you. Ladies second, Mike, how are you doing, sir? Better than you and Klaus. And Klaus last, how are you doing, brother? I am the best of all. <laughs> and I'm back. Why do you have to be so competitive? This is yeah. not a competition. It's not a competition. It's not a competition. Oh, yes. I mean, I am exactly the same as everyone else, and I don't aim to be better than Mike. Or well, you Mike. have to be a communist. Because I think yeah, it's communist. Oh, Jesus. Is this the episode where we turn into a political podcast and it's just like a drastic turn? Klaus, we've always been a political podcast. It's just we have nuances and we use we use cycling as a metaphor for the for the political and social struggle of our of our people. I knew it. It's kind of like the TV show Felicity when all of a sudden they developed superpowers. What? (laughs) If I remember correctly, what? the show Felicity took a dramatic turn there towards the end. Well, you know, the show Felicity is really interesting, and I don't know how much we want to talk about TV here, but you know, it was produced by J.J. Abrams, of course, right? It was yeah, it's the very first thing that he did, um, or, you know, big production that he had. So when the channel came out with the, with the posters and the, and the, and the um, commercials and stuff, the, pr- the promotion for it, it said J.J. Abrams' Felicity. And he went to the people and he was like, why would you put my name on there? I am no, nobody knows who I am. And the channel was like, who cares if they don't know who you are? It sounds like you're somebody important. So they may feel like, oh, I am so dumb. I don't even know who this guy is. He must be really important because his title is on top of the, of the advertising. <laughs> yeah, is that true? Yeah. And now look at him. I mean, now... Now he's like, you don't have to put it. He's like, now it's just... Once you see the lens flare, you know it's not. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody... I mean, like, Bad Robot. Like, there, I've seen t-shirts that are, like, bad, the Bad Robot logo. Like, parodies of it. So, I mean, when your production <laughs> company is getting parodied, you know you're, you've made it. So, anyway. Okay, guys. Nice. Production yeah, company logos. Can I just... Go ahead. Go ahead. Can I just say one thing about production company logos? Yes. Sure. Go ahead. They are the absolute worst. They really are. A lot of them are terrible. A lot of them are really so amateur. Sit, boo boo, sit. (laughs) Okay, first I think they're actually purposefully bad. Well, the Tim and Eric Heidecker one that goes absolutely. And what about? Oh yeah, that's. (laughs) What about that's a that's a bad hat, Harry. (laughs) Or what about the one from the '80s where the guy would be typing and then he took out the sheet of paper and it would create a little curly C? Remember that? Uh, Yes, I can't remember the name of that. That production company owns. Stephen Cannell. That's, yeah. that's Stephen Cannell. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yes, think about it. It was it was Riptide, uh, um, the A Team, uh, the Fall Guy. All those TV shows were produced by him. I mean, that's wow. crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. He's Incredible. my hero. But you're okay. right, Mike. A lot of times. Okay. I need to make like an announcement that. here, and then you can keep talking about. You just got a job with Harpo Productions. No, I don't. Or, or worldwide. Um, no, no, no. To help us keep on, you know, keep track on time, what I'm going to do is that I'm going to play a sound at minute 20, minute 40, and then a final at minute 50. So oh, just, no. just like cues, you know, like, nice. so it's just it's to help nice. Dan because Can I know that he wants to cover material and stuff. So I'm just going to play little sounds but wait. at 20, at 40. And at 50, and that's like, you decide what to do. It's but can like, the sound, hey, listen. We're 20 what minutes in, here we're 40 minutes in, and are the dude, we only have 10 company? minutes. What? Like, can you play, are the sounds I'm not gonna, No, I'm not going to play, you will have to wait. And I, I hope, I'm hoping there's going to be like, no. ah, 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 ah. that horn. Man, that's a good one, that's a good one, but no, sadly, <laughs> I don't have that. But just, just to... Let you know that when you see, when you hear something random, is because you know, like time is clicking. That's oh, do you want to hear something Continue, random? Please. Do you want to hear something random? The Negotiator is a really good movie. There you go. Okay, I'll go, I'll go see it. I'll put it on the list. Oh, it's, you know, it's good. Samuel Jackson and Kevin Spacey. It's a great movie. 
It's super. Are gross. there any snakes on that plane? Oh no! But Samuel Jackson has like bleached blonde hair in it. Like not bleached blonde hair, like Wesley uh, Wesley Snipes, Snipes in uh, whatever that Taco Bell Demolition Man or whatever it was. No, but I mean, like he has like blondish reddish hair, and his so eyebrows looks- are also dyed. It's really weird. Oh, I have no idea why. Because who it- produced this movie? Yeah, was it Worldwide Pants? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Harpo, the Oprah backwards productions. Man, that moment when you realize that Harpo was Oprah backwards and then your mind just... Yeah. (laughs) You're like, oh my God, I just discovered the meaning of life. (laughs) Oh my goodness, goodness. Hey, okay, so let's talk about cycling a little bit. Um, I... The, the one thing that I want to talk about, and I don't know if um, or how much of any of you guys watched the the Nairo Quintana uh, Welcome to Colombia parade, which went for two days. For one Day one was from the airport in Bogota <coughs> to, the, um, to the center of the city. And then the second day was from the center of the city, out, out of the city, up north... East, I guess, towards the the capital of Boyacá, which is where Quintana is from. Um, and they actually, at some point, they stopped at the Puente de Boyacá, which is the bridge where the colonial troops met with the with the liberation troops during the liberation war in the 1700s. And that's where the final battle supposedly happened. And when you're a little kid, they tell you all this stuff about this bridge and how important it is. And there's a big battle. So you always imagine it. I, I, at least I did. I mean, a bridge big enough to have troops in it. And there should be a battle on. So I'm thinking like the Golden Gate Bridge or something. At the very least, like the Brooklyn Bridge. And then... When, like, I saw it for the first time, that bridge fits in my house. It's a pedestrian bridge. It truly is maybe five feet wide. Maybe not. Maybe a little bit more. And that's it. It's And it was built, like, in the 20s. In the 1820s. No, no. In, like, 1920. Really? It was built there, yeah, to mark the spot or something. And, by the way, if anyone is from uh, Ohio or Cincinnati... The same guy that designed and built the statue in Fountain Square in Cincinnati designed a gigantic statue in that spot, too, in Colombia. Oh, so, right. There All of maybe one person listening to this that knows what I'm talking about is going, ooh, Cincinnati. I, I was going to say, I don't know what's more in- incredible, your knowledge of, the, of bridges in like, the middle of nowhere in Colombia or your knowledge of anything in Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> I, I aim to. Did, did you listen? Did you listen to it? Uh, did you hear about that on NPR? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had a driveway moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so the parade to welcome Nairo Quintana was uh, live on TV, and uh, so I watched some of it. So I, I had a couple of thoughts, and I'm sure that if you guys watched it, you probably had some thoughts. And even if you didn't, I'm sure you can add your thoughts. Uh, well, I think you should tell people, like, it was, because I'm sure no one watched it, because it was on Colombian TV, and there were some pirate oh, uh, feeds, but yeah. it was just gigantic amounts of people following so, a double-decker yeah. bus. I mean, basically, if if if, uh, if you've ever seen a parade for a winning team in pretty much any sport, uh, you have the double-decker bus with the do- the, the second um, floor or whatever of the, of the bus is like a convertible, whatever. And, you know, you have the people there waving and the people are, you know, whatever, cheering on and whatever. And, you know, and then there's like a thousand more cops than there should ever be for this, just like riding around along and stuff. But oh, I just thought, I just remembered that I think it was a Barcelona one. I think it was when Barcelona won the UEFA Champions League. Uh, shoot, I don't know, maybe let's say 10 years ago, 12 years ago. And somebody dropped the trophy and the bus drove over it. <laughs> no. Is there a video of that out I there? Absolutely. There Look it up. I'm pretty sure Sergio, that it was Barcelona. Sergio Ramos did the same thing with Real Madrid, no? And he then it may have been... He dropped the trophy. I don't remember if it was the Champions League or if it was the, the Spanish. Spanish. The Spanish. But how many buses drove over it? Dropped it. I don't know. <laughs> From the second. Well, that's why they had all the police. What if someone would have dropped Nido? But so Nido dropped his Movistar cell phone. No, he didn't drop it. When I watched that thing, I was wondering, where in Colombia do they keep the double-decker bus where the second floor is, like, wide open? Like, 
Is that bus just like in waiting for every three years? Where the hell do they find that bus? Oh, that's where, Movistar. No, it's easy because if you look at the bus itself, it was obviously sponsored by Movistar. I have a friend, yeah. very good friend of mine that works for Movistar Colombia and, uh, in the marketing department. And he does a lot of work with the team, with Movistar, with the Colombian continental team. And... Um, it's 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 super simple. You rent that bus, and in two days you have it wrapped. It's not really that expensive to to put custom graphics on it, and then you drive it. That's it. That's no, no, not no, the- no. But my question is, I know how you wrap it, but I'm saying so in Colombia right now there are one or multiple double decker buses where the top is exposed. Yes, dude. Where do you think? How do you think the tourists get around in Bogota, man? Hop on, hop That's off. What I'm saying, like, I know in New York City they have a bunch of those for like the tour, you know, hop on, hop off tours. Where the hell in Colombia is that bus just sitting and waiting? I'm guessing in Medellin because in Bogota the weather is so shitty that there's I've no never reason. I've seen something like that in Medellin. Where really? the hell is that bus from? I don't know. It's definitely not See, from we're... Europe. So there has to be at no. least one in Bogota somewhere. Somebody owns it and rents it. But this That's is, this what is, I mean. So, like, they're paying for this bus so that every two or three years they use it for 40 minutes and then it goes into hiding. Klaus. Klaus, why do you sound so offended by it? Because why is this such a crime? I, just, so, <laughs> I look at that and I'm like, where the, where that bus come from? Klaus, you know what the problem is? You're not thinking like a businessman. Where do you think all the, like, rich Ladies in Bogota have their bachelorette parties on the party bus Way. in Miami. <laughs> well, yeah, they go to Miami. <laughs> Never mind. So the middle class—that's where they have it. They can't afford to go to Miami. They rent the bus. No, but listen, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about that bus. I want to talk about the other bus that was usually right in front, but a lot of times behind Nairo's bus. It was yeah. a really, really nice European bus, um, Swedish bus. Modern, super cool, painted all black with a police logo on it on the side. And it was like the police bus. And that's what I'm like, wait, if you need to transport the troops, quote unquote, I know it's not the military, but if you need to get a lot of cops somewhere, having a bus makes perfect sense. But why does it have to be some crazy luxury like bus why couldn't it just be like a regular bus or like a school bus or something or like you know just like a greyhound bus or a mega bus or something my guess is it's the same guy that rented them both oh he has a, a fleet of buses and he rents them and wraps them depending on the, I, the national police no of colombia yeah it's really weird Really but weird. they both seem to have Colombian uh, license plates. Yes, they, they definitely both did. The NIDA one, if you look closely at some pictures, it has a, a little logo within the glass that says Turismo. Like it, so it's, it is, of course, yeah, it's for mm-hmm. tourists, but I've just never seen such a thing in Colombia, ever. Um, well, you know, it's also true that neither of us have lived in Colombia in well over 20 years. So I guess that, man, they got electricity and then all of a sudden they're like, let's no, buy I mean, some buses. I, I'm there. No, but I mean, I'm there sometimes for more than a week at a time, moving around in different cities, like, ah, whatever. Too much about the bus. I'm sorry. Okay. The other thing that I wanted to point out was that, uh, so it was going, it was at the, it, the parade was at the same time as the Steelers game was going on. So I had the, the game on the TV and then the parade on the, on the shindig, on the, on my laptop. Dude, I'm not even kidding. I think there was the third quarter started at the same time as a commercial break, and the third quarter ended, and the commercials were still gone. <laughs> That's an I exaggeration. Mean, they, how are they going to pay for that bus? <laughs> All right, I exaggerate, of course, but dude, but, seriously, but not even, was, not even exaggerating. The Sixers. Freaky Parade really was for like at least four hours long. And it was interesting because when the new, you know, like midday noon was approaching, I was thinking like, oh, now this is the time when they are going to like cut it off because it's the time for the news that are usually at that time. And they skipped the news. You know, like they just kept going with the freaking yeah. <laughs> parade. So that was like, yeah, because, okay. Obviously, because they're thinking, they're thinking, hours. what could... 
What could possibly be more important than Nairo Quintana waving from a bus? What? There was like terrorist bombings in New York, New Jersey, stabbings in Minnesota. Who cares? It doesn't know that nobody nobody matters. The only thing that matters is Nairo Quintana waving at crowds on the also something else that I thought was really cool. All the cops were on bikes. All the cops that were like walking along with the bus, all on bikes. I mean, besides yeah, the, everybody yeah. else was on bikes too. All the people that were like, like walking along with the bus. And the funny thing too is that you can call it a parade, but it's not really a parade. It's just it's a parade of one float. It's like the world's worst parade. It's just, and then everything else is just people on bicycles behind the bus, riding their bikes behind the bus, a long tail. Were the bikes canyons? Were the canyon bikes? All of them. Oh, they were yeah, like, <laughs> they were all canyons. That's it. <laughs> Was a, nice. Was a and the dudes were wearing like uh, some of them had bike helmets, but some of them had motorcycle helmets. Motorcycle helmets on their bikes. That looked awesome. Safety first, Mike. Safety first. Last thing I'm going to say. Nobody got to see this because it really wasn't part of the broadcast. But um, I have sources that told me that um, um, Chavez actually arrived in the flight right after Quintana did. And, and he went home in the back of a pickup truck? He went home. He actually took a cab. It took him, it took him two, hour, two and a half hours <laughs> because of traffic to get home. <laughs> they were like, there's a traffic jam. Did you know a famous cyclist? No, just no, no. Okay. Like, oh, but come this, this freaking parade wasn't, I mean, Nairo already was in Bogota. I mean, already was in Colombia. In fact, he came in and he didn't tell anybody. And he says, like, everyone's like, oh, Nairo just sneaked in. And what he says, like, okay, I'm just going to spend some time with my family. We will celebrate during the weekend. So it's not that it was, like, straight from, mm. the, from, the, from airport. the airport. Well, whichever way, it completely ruined Esteban Chavez's weekend. <laughs> yeah. okay. He was stuck in traffic forever. I know. Like, <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> the cab driver's like, dude, you've never heard of this guy, Nairo Quintana? He did the Vuelta España. Have you ever heard of this race? And Esteban Chavez is like, just get me home, asshole. Cycling's a big deal, guy. I don't know who you I don't are. Know if, I don't know if you've ever heard of cycling. <laughs> this is Colombia, right? It's a big deal. Chavez just wipe that goofy smile off your face. <laughs> Plus, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, I really don't know where the hell Chavez was, but if, if this story that I made up in my head were true, this is, this is Esteban Chavez's city. Like, he's from Bogotá. Yeah. Nairo Quintana is not from Bogota at all. So like some outsider totally ruined. It's like, dude, why don't you freaking have your parade over there where you're from and let me get home at a decent time? <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe they thought it was the next day when they were having like today because okay. today the celebration was in Tunja, no? In Tunja, in yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's all I wanted to say about that, about the, the little parade thing. I thought it was very funny. And it's a very, it's a, it's, I mean, even though it's a very universal thing to have these, like, welcome things and stuff. The Penguins just had theirs when they won the Stanley Cup. And, you know, we've seen them all a million times. This one, there's, like, so, some peculiarities that are very, very, very Colombian that are just beautiful. I just love seeing them. It's just really funny. How Is there ticker tape? Those Is there ticker idiots. tape? No. No. Because the bus never goes by a place where there's like buildings on the side, you know, the, like to throw the ticker tape. They're just they're just Adobe huts. From. Yeah. Mike. Don't, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Stop being a racist, Mike. So, no, the thing is, there was sorry. the tallest structure in Colombia. Apparently, is a double decker bus. <laughs> They actually rented a double-decker bus to drive next to the other double-decker bus so they can throw the ticker tape at them. That's what they use the double-decker bus for. It's an observation <laughs> tower when it's not in use. <laughs> you want to see the yeah. city? You want to see all the adobe houses? Get on this uh, tower. It's, it's a bus. It's a tower. It's a bus. It's a fucking tower. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Uh, observation tower. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. That, that's all I wanted to say about the little Nairo Quintana parade. I thought it was really. I cool. will add though that when the guy got to the park when they were going to have this massive thing, so part of the celebration they wanted to do included a little summary of all the stages and telling how he did. And in between that, there will be like a little group of music playing and also some other. Not all athletes from Colombia will give the congratulations. So I had a video from Mariana Pajón, from Rigoberto Durán, from James, and everyone was just congratulating Nairo on his achievements and stuff. That was pretty 
funny, I thought, and huh. kind of like surreal. What if they did that here in the U.S.? Like, what if the Pittsburgh Penguins had like a little thing where during their parade they stop and they have a little screen, and then Michael Phelps tells them how happy he is. For them. <laughs> <laughs> or Rigoberto Urán Rigoberto Urán is like congratulations the peace were pinguinos yeah um, you mean Mick Jagger Mick Jagger yeah I was thinking about this yeah, too yeah they could Mick Jagger how long did you say that this that the broadcast was Natalia too long like at least three or four hours. four hours yeah yeah so when when next time that Carlton Kirby and Sean Kelly complain about oh we have nothing to say we're gonna be on this long stage at, at least you have something to talk about what the hell could the RCN people talk about during the whole thing? I felt so bad for them. Most of the time I had it muted because, like I said, I was watching the, the, the football game. But when I wouldn't, when I was, like, listening, they would they would repeat themselves. Like, ah, he's we're so proud of him. And he's, and then, I'd like, he's, you know, uh, whatever, the pride of, of well, Boyacá, the pride of Colombia. And, you know, because there's only one other Colombian has ever won the Vuelta España. And that was back in 1987. Like, they just said the exact same five things over and over and but over But also again. the poor people, you know, they're farandula, like, Reporters, they're like the equivalent of Mario Lopez from Extra or John Tesh, who actually that's not valid because John Tesh used to do cycling races. Yeah, but yeah, right. like it's people that don't know about cycling. So at one point they were like, "The bus is about to get to the park," in the way that a cyclist gets to the finish line. Uh oh, uh oh, we're in trouble. <laughs> I guess that means that we're we're 20 minutes in. Natalia, is that what uh, Lambada is telling us? Was that Lambada? Yeah. What was the Lambada movie called? The, the Forbidden Dance. Man. The Forbidden Dance. The, the Forbidden Dance. <laughs> Why do I know that? Also... This is a community service here for people going to Colombia. If you happen to hear that noise and it's a little bit, you know, like on the side, check because it might be that you have a van or a truck or something backing. Backing up, so yeah. You, you, you should be aware of that because of the uh, down there in Colombia, like buses and vans and whatever, they, they like to put a little bit of flair on the sounds they make when they yeah. are like backing up. So just... Be aware of your surroundings. They okay. don't have okay. just a regular beep, yeah. So if you hear the forbidden dance, <laughs> you yeah. either there's, there's two things you, you you can you can do. Either you start dancing or you get the hell out of the way. So the park where the Nido gathering, the the gathering of the night juggalos, ja, Nairogos, <laughs> the Nairogos, uh, where the part where park where that happened is known for. That's where Iron Maiden plays. That's where Guns and Roses will be playing. And that's where my aunt and uncle were married by the Pope. <laughs> that is exactly what that park is known for. When actually, if you don't remember the name of the park and you jump in a cab, you're like, excuse me, can you take me to that park, you know, with Iron Maiden played? The one with Girls and Roses playing. The one where Klaus's aunt and uncle got married by the Pope. Oh, okay, I know which one you're talking about. Park is Why didn't you say that earlier? <laughs> the, pope, the Pope of what? The Pope, the pope of, of the world. The Pope of the world. <laughs> the Pope of the world. Uh, John Paul II actually married my aunt and my uncle at the Parque Bolivar. Yeah. Wow. yeah. It was like eight couples were chosen in Colombia and were married there. So the park is gigantic. Wow. It's big enough to house the Pope having a wedding and doing a speech. And Iron Maiden. And that Iron Maiden show, the, there was, it's like somebody got a way to, like, got, found out a way to, like, uh, print extra tickets. So, like, a bunch of fake tickets, obviously. So, they they oversold the show already as it was. And then there was, like, tw 20,000 extra fake tickets made, printed. A bunch of them ended up in people's hands. So all these people with tickets couldn't get in because it was already full. So people started pushing against the, the fence into the park and the thing collapsed. So basically everybody, randoms from the street, including our friend Hans, <laughs> just walked in and just went and witnessed Iron Maiden for free. <laughs> that was, uh, what the year same was, that, was true at the wedding when the Pope was there. Yeah, that's true. People just busted through the door. What year was Iron Maiden uh, at Parque Simón Bolívar? I don't know. It's in the Flight 666 documentary. Yeah, so whatever, uh, mid-2000s. I think they were there a second time. But yeah. They've been there a couple times, actually, since. But anyway, all right. So I wanted to say that about the, 
the Nairo thing, and I'm very glad that uh, Lambada reminded us that we were already 20 minutes in because it's time to switch topics, guys. It's time to talk about the European Championships. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I you usually, didn't know they existed until I, yeah, a couple days ago? The day before the, day before the race, uh, oh, European Championships, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I checked the start list, and I must have been looking at the U23 or something, and I was like, who are these people? Oh, they're all like young <laughs> amateurs and stuff, so it's probably like, whatever, who gives a shit? So it wasn't until the day after that I, they were like, Peter Sagan, and I was like, wait, what? What's going on? So then I watched Why did Peter like, Sagan raise against 18-year-olds? 18-year-olds. That's unfair. <laughs> what the hell's going on? <laughs> until a couple of days ago, I thought the Euro Championships was just like an award that a magazine gave for like the writer that used the most hair gel or something. I didn't know it was like a real thing. <laughs> At least, I mean, in the women's side, I don't know if this applies to for the guys, but in the women's part, this is like the first time that they had these European championships. No, it's the first time that they've ever in had the, them, yeah. Any, oh, any, okay, the any period. Okay. Any, yeah, yeah okay. first time ever. Because the, I, I think it was, it used to be uh, just an under-23 competition, right? Because last year, the person, the sorry, a cyclist that was wearing the jersey of the champion was Cassia Niwadoma. Uh-huh. And she won it last year, but I think they say it's like, yeah, she's wearing that because it was just like under twenty three. But next year, I think they are going to open the th- the whole thing for the elites. Um, too. So I think that's that's what it is. So yeah, can I say something really quick about the women's race? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so it and was Anna, you don't very, need to, you don't very, need to ask for permission to talk about. No, I don't know. I don't know if you had different plans. I'm just you know what. From now on, light. from now on, everybody needs to ask for permission before they say something. Dude, Especially you know, Mike. I, I was trained in Colombian etiquette. Do you remember when you were going to play to a park and then you see a group of kids playing? Yeah. And then if you wanted to play, you have to ask the owner of the ball if you were allowed to play or not. Yeah. Was that your case yeah, or not? So that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like, I'm asking the owner of the ball, can I play, please? I am. Being polite. <laughs> being polite. It's just park etiquette from I have, Colombia, man. Go ahead, Natalia. Okay, so no, it was a very interesting race. It is, you know, like in the past, I kind of never pay attention to see if there were like team tactics at play or something when we talk about countries. But I think I'm going to start paying more attention to it because it's like really funny to see cyclists that are otherwise racing against each other, trying to like coordinate and cooperate when everyone clearly has individual incentives to like be better than the other one. But anyway, so it was a very interesting race because it was super fast. A bunch of breakaways tried to form and nothing, nothing stuck. So uh, at the end, there had like this final sprint. And if you have a chance of looking at that final sprint, it is hilarious because they were three of them. So it was Van der Breggen, Niwadoma, Longo Borghini. And towards the end, they just kept going to like, to the left, to the left, to the left. In the final sprint, it was hilarious. You know, like They were like, dude, you're, you're, you're going to hit the barriers. Stop. And then they crossed the, the finish line. But it was pretty funny. So Van der Breggen won it. She has super, super season so far. She has had a super season so far. She's like Olympic champion, and now she's European champion. Number two was Casa, Casia Niwadoma. She was the former European champion, if you may. And then the third one was Lisa longo Borghini. So we had a repeat from the gold Olympic medal and the bronze Olympic medals. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about the women's race. It's interesting. I mean, the, the the national team is interesting, especially because I think in the women's, shining at this international competition counts a lot. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah, is I'm really interesting guys, to yeah. see if somebody is forced to, you know, like sacrifice her chances in favor of, you know, like a teammate that mm-hmm. is not only a rival maybe in another team, but also a rival when we start thinking about, you know, like job market type of issues. So this is well, very... You, mean, you like, mean when they apply for jobs as a secretary? Yeah, exactly. Oh. Exactly. That sort of thing. That sort of thing. <laughs> very funny, uh, Mr. Dan. Uh-huh. I will point out that I used the word secretary on purpose as opposed to administrative assistant because then it would be funnier and sexiest sexist or more sexist and therefore funnier anyway so in the men's hey. though it was Sagan wanted of course Juliana Falafleep was second and um, Danny Moreno was third uh, now my question is so are, are they expecting these guys to wear the European champions jerseys now throughout the year no 
I think I well, Cassia really? was wearing hers last year oh. in all the competitions. So obviously, and I think. <clears throat> go ahead. And I think they were talking about what is it going to happen now? Are they going to merge the rainbow with the shitty design from the European Championships? I like I the know. jersey, actually. I like the jersey. I think it's cute. But no, because you wear the more important one. Because yeah. there's been national champions that get world champions, but I guess yeah. if you don't have one, you get to wear that. But then, so but then, does that cool. mean that the next person down wears the jersey that you're not wearing? Does that mean that no, if Sagan wins no, again in Doha, no. then Alaphilippe? Oh wears wait, the wait, wait, wait! <laughs> we touched on something. We touched on something here oh boy the whole like he's having to wear the jersey because this other person can't wear it seems to be something mike loves what <laughs> mike does it bug you when it's like so and so is wearing yes. the white jersey because the other person ah that's what i meant to get at i can't hate I hate that. <laughs> what wait so wait do what, you hate make, it a, make a comp how hard is it in this era of full whatever sublimation make a goddamn combination jersey well there is it, it's not a problem oh at all oh my gosh mike just cursed <laughs> <laughs> i know i agree no I no, guess, no 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 let's 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 sponsor exactly sure. i mean that's what it boils down to if carrefour is paying a boatload of money to have nairo quintana wear the red jersey and whoever was wearing the oh never mind i think the white one was also sponsored by carrefour wasn't it well it doesn't really matter but if it's two sponsors this is a chance for a unique brand collaboration we can merge the logo I have Adobe Illustrator. We can make this work. We can I'm with you. But the only problem is this, Mike. What at the Giro, what's the girl with the white umbrella going to do? <laughs> no, the it's girls still walk four abreast. Umbrella, yeah. Yeah, they still, they still walk the same thing. The only thing that changes is the jersey itself. Well, I don't know. I just... It'll be, it'll be interesting. It'll Uh-oh. be interesting to, to see what they do because... If Sagan wins the world championship in Doha, I mean, I don't know if he will. I don't think that he will, but who knows. Uh, then he, then the European champ, all this hoopla about these European championships that just basically came out of nowhere, uh, at least for me, then it goes away because Sagan is going to wear the rainbow jersey, of course, so nobody's going to be wearing this other jersey. It just seems kind of weird. I also know that there were South American championships planned, but it, they got canceled. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Were they equivalent the Pan Americans to us though? Or is it going to be just South America? I don't know. I don't I don't I don't remember exactly. I let me let me see if I can find the the, the website where I originally saw that. But um but yeah, I, I, I actually let's talk about that. Do you think there should be one and if there is one, should it be South America, Central America, and North America? Or do you think it should just be divided, like, North and Central and... No, I think what the Pan Americans, how the Pan Americans work now is the way it is, no? Like, because you have, like, these continental, like, clusters already made. So, I will go with that. But the if you turn, like, how are you going to do if, like, you go North? You have, like, Mexico, Canada, the U.S.? But the problem that, with the Pan American Games is that no one that speaks English in the Americas knows that the Pan American Games exist. Mike, do you know what the Pan American Games make, are? Like, do you know anything? Make about? America North again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say on this. <laughs> What the hell is that? Sit, I think we have a new sponsor for the podcast. <laughs> the Sit Ubu Sit production. What was well, the name I of the production company? Ubu. Oh, Ubu? Okay. Ubu. Well, yeah. I think, um, like in Colombia, it's always been a big deal. And people that, you know, win Pan American medals, it's part of, you know, their... Yeah, it's a big You know, game. their resume. And my God, you brag about it. In the United States, no one even knows that the Pan American Games exist, really. Are, are, are Americans invited to the Pan Americans? Yeah, okay, the they race. Canada, even, I mean, the women's, the women's from the U.S. and Canada always, like, obliterate competition in those uh, races. Time trial and wow. road races, usually. So, hmm. And they go. The last time that they held it at Venezuela, they didn't show up because they have, like, security concerns or something. So they didn't send anybody. Plus, they had all the points they needed to to get the real spots that they wanted. So it didn't make sense for them to go. But in the other ones, the ones that I... 
I've seen in Mexico and stuff that is always like men and women from the U.S. competing in those. So, but then, yep. but then, but then, so like what, during the Pan American Games, Michael Phelps shows up to the Pan American Games. Oh no, I'm talking like cycling stuff. Yeah, like, no, oh. but in general for the Pan American Games for other sports, I don't think some like Americans that are at the top yeah. of their sports show up. I don't think. I don't. I don't think so. It's usually the, the thing with the Pan Americans is that the countries that need points to classify to more important events like Olympics and that sort of stuff and worlds even, I think they show up. Okay, but so, if you're getting those from other competitions, so I don't if think for whatever that reason, an incentive to show up on those. I don't know. But if, like, or cycling, I think, I think it is. But I the, think the Commonwealth Games are more highly regarded. Yeah, like oh, yeah. people yeah, know yeah, about yeah. the Commonwealth Games. Huh? Okay, so I, I found this race that I, that, I, that I was talking about. It's called Copa América de Ciclismo. It was supposed to be in Brazil, what? but it got canceled. Yeah. Hmm. La Libertadores la of Cycling. La Copa Libertadores <laughs> de Ciclismo. Um, Loco. What, what did you say? Uh, Loco? Copa. <laughs> Copa. Copa. Um, Copa América de Ciclismo, as in like America, oh, okay, sorry. American okay. Cup of, I don't know, whatever. I, don't I thought know. you said loco. <laughs> I, you said, I was like, that sounds <laughs> awesome. It's loco ciclismo. <laughs> Nobody wears helmets. It's nuts. Uh, okay, so it says that it is a single day road bicycling game event held in Brazil. And it was held on and off since 2001. And I didn't even know that thing existed. On and say. off. That's, a, either. that's I mean, a good sign. Yeah. On and off. Uh, 2001, 2000, in 2015, the last one was in 2015, Carlos Maranelli from Brazil won it. There you go. So, yeah. Okay, never mind then. I thought it was. I thought that was like the equivalent. If the UCI, because this European Championship was UCI sanctioned, right? So I thought if the UCI, you know, what's good for the hen is good for the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> not, not quite. What's Close good enough. for the chickens is good for the goose. Then they're gonna have yep, one for perfect. for the Americas as well. So hmm. I have a question for you guys. Did you see the race, the men's race of the European Championships? No, because by the time I found no. out about <laughs> this championship, I already knew the Peter Sagan one, so I was very not very interested at all in seeing that guy win anything. So no. Yeah, no, it's just I'm, I'm curious because I was just kind of looking at what people were saying, and a lot of them were like, "Oh yeah, good for Sagan, but if they are just going to let him win, then what's the point of having the freaking race?" Like some of them were a little bit upset because apparently it was just like a gift to Sagan the hmm. the winning. So I don't know. I really? was hoping you. Got, I don't know. I have to check that. Like I saw a couple of comments saying that it was just, "What do you expect if they played the race for him to win it?" Or if they let him win, they need a new try. Or I don't know. Maybe they were just like angry people venting. But who's angry? <laughs> How dare they be angry? How dare they be angry and hate fucking Peter Sagan? It's the best thing that's ever me. happened to cycling. God damn it! Douchebag. <laughs> uh, you know, right now in Formula One, there's this young like up and comer who's like a real fighter, a real sparky guy. Name, Does he know uh, how to pop wheelies on his Formula One? Yeah, exactly. Not, I don't want his to. name is Jos Verstappen, and, and people cannot shut the fuck up about him already. And uh, oh my god, he's so good. Oh my god, he's Turk. Yeah, yeah. And just like on and on and on. And the commentators in Sky Sports for um, for Formula One, they're so far up this fucking seventeen-year-old's ass. It makes me want to barf. <laughs> it's so annoying. To every time I check in on F1, isn't he crashing into something? Every time I look no, at him, no, no, no. Actually, he's he's a really good driver, and that's the problem. It's the same thing with Peter Sagan. He's a fucking piece of shit. He's a he's a he's not a piece of shit. He's a little shit. He's just a little shit that needs to be slapped around. But he keeps winning. So every time you're like, I'm like, oh, dude, I hate Peter Sagan, but he's so good. Yeah, he's good. He's amazing. He's an amazing talent. He's just a little shit, so I hate him. And it's the same thing with Jos Verstappen. I just cannot stand this little fucker. And he's so cocky and just like, ugh. How old is he? 17. Oh, no kidding. I mean, that's just being immature. 
Maybe still I mean, when he gets old, probably when he's 40 yeah, or 50, exactly. he'll be okay. Yeah, when when he's in his 30s and I'm fucking dead, then 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 he'll be. I don't know. I don't like. <laughs> I don't like where shit is. But then my wife, God bless her soul, pointed out something to me the other day that said, because we were talking about this kid, Yals Verstappen, and I was like, man, blah, 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 I hate this kid. And then she was like, well, if you were a Formula One driver, and I've said this about cycling too, I, 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 of course I could never be a professional cyclist or a professional Formula One driver because I don't You're too that, healthy. Ha <laughs> uh, Because I don't have that mentality, you know? And if you have that mentality, that comes with a whole... With, with a certain personality. So my crazy, nutty, funny personality, I don't think that I would be able to be Peter Sagan and just when I pass people like me, me, and then just giving people the finger and stuff. I like and that it, you included funny in there. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> well, anyway, point being that she pointed out that it, it's funny that I hate all these people with these big personalities when in reality, if I were in their shoes, that's exactly how I would act and exactly who I would be. <laughs> And my version of myself as a fan would hate me as an athlete anyway because I am the shithead, I guess, a little bit. I mean, I Man, that's, that's heavy stuff then, right then there. Then we get to a wow. level deeper, which we've gone into this before, of do you hate some of these people because they're popular and you're being contrary? But now we get to another stop, which is do you just hate people or writers or whatever that are too much like you? No, because you know who is like me? <laughs> That freaking kid in Orca Greenwich, whose name I always forget, the Joker. Bling? No, not Bling Matthews. Caleb Ewan? Uh-oh. I love your Party choice of special the effects. Last one is, the last one is going to be a gong. <laughs> yes, and we, all, and we all have to step off the freaking thing. We all got to leave. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, now I'm looking for this freaking kid. Oregon. The Orica Green Edge? Yeah, we talked about yeah. him. The Joker yeah. and the Midnight Toker. The, <laughs> he's a Joker. He's a Midnight Toker. Um, and he's uh, John, what's the guy, Roper, who reviews movies? What? Uh, the, the guy that is dead? Are yeah, they? I'm a Joker. I'm Richard Roper. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> Klaus, have you Can been you drinking? you have Steve Miller as the intro music? <laughs> yes. Steve Miller. Yeah, that guy, right? Uh, Klaus has been drinking. Christopher Yule Jansen, the Joker. I think that uh, that's yeah. kind of what I would be like, just nonstop joking around and just being a complete dipshit and just saying funny shit at interviews and stuff and, you know, a little bit of Mark Cavendish. I, but but would it, here's the question. Would it, would it depend on how good you were? you were at the sport the more of a dick you could be or would you no but see i wouldn't be a dick you know i don't mean? think i would be a dick people would find me annoying but never a dick i'm not all right not a dick you know i mean i am a dick to certain people because they fucking deserve it but like if if i you know like that whole thing with cavendish making fun of that dude from denmark because of his pants or whatever that journalist <laughs> or whatever, you know that would be in um Jens Vogt also making fun of a lot of the people that used to interview him and stuff. So I think that's that's kind of what I would be like. More than a, yeah, I think that I would be more like funny. And then of course some people would find me annoying. Shit, some people find me annoying right now. Can you believe that? As it is, like me today <laughs> sitting here. That is shocking. Uh, I don't know what's wrong no with sense. those people, man. Ah, uh, dude. I, <laughs> The people that find me annoying, a lot of people in HR departments all over the country. <laughs> they are after you, man. They, they are, are after you. That's why. Worked for. I, I, I don't know why they have problems with me, but they, they do. I hate it. I, I hate it. Fuck them. All right. Um, I think that's that's all I had. I mean, I know the Enico tour is going on. Also, last uh, episode, we forgot to talk about the tour of Britain. But whatever. Oh no, but Gaviria won the Primus, Optimus, Optimus Prime, whatever Optimus race. Prime. Yeah, Optimus yeah. Prime. Yeah, it's so, interesting that races all over the world are sponsored by shitty beer. There. Oh, is that what it is? Primus, yeah, it's huh. beer. It's really shitty. 
It's like most most beer companies that oh, are. Oh, that's why big they have the giant jug of beer, oh, beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in the podium. Okay, got it. Yeah, if a company is big, if a beer company is big enough to be able to sponsor a a, a race, then it's usually a really shitty beer because shitty beer sells a lot. So yeah, Primus is yeah. Of Amstel is terrible beer. Of course, obviously the course classic. Man, the course classic. Can I ask you a question? Oh, and yeah, I don't yeah. know no, if wait, this wait, is wait, like. Wait, wait, before before you ask your what, question, what? I, I gotta ask a question. Do you think that when, not if, when Donald Trump becomes president, he's gonna bring back the tour de Trump? No, I don't think so. That see. <laughs> That's why I was going to vote for him. I thought that's what he was going to do, so I was going to vote for him. Holy crap, did you guys see that Darwin Atapuma is going to Lamprey? No, I didn't know that. Today was confirmed, and it's TJ Sports. It was funny because they announced I came. Uh, Yeah, TJ Van Gogh can't even finish a race, but now he's going to own a team? (laughs) Hey, dude, those who can't do, those who can't own. Atapuma, dude. TJ Sports, and I was like, is this a new team? <laughs> By the way, I, I read another thing that says that there is not going to be enough room for everybody next year because instead of 18, they are going to have 17 World Tour teams. So apparently, Dimension Data is going to get the, the axe or something. I don't know. Uh, I, th- oh, this, really? happened, this happened like four or five years ago, remember, too? There was like... Uh, I can't remember which team didn't make the cut. It may have been, may have been Lamprey or maybe um, Europe card didn't or something like that. And there was one less team. And so all these people were like basically without a job. I mean, obviously ended up in, in second division teams. But wow, Atapuma. See, he should have stayed where he was. I like BMC for Atapuma, but whatever. Yeah, I didn't really understand what's for... That that team that that TJ China team TJ Max, um, they're they're making some interesting <laughs> moves. Let me see where's my. I was reading an article today. I think it was from the Inner Ring. I don't know. The guy was explaining the situation, and apparently with the new point system, the riders that have a lot of points are being very valuable and there are big yeah. wars yeah. going on to get the guys with the points. So I'm guessing at Lampre, Puma maybe have gotten a little bit of more money and maybe more chances of being the leading person in the team. I don't know. And hopefully teams have learned their lesson and are not just going to get teams from Iran dude, and then ruined the guys' careers because they overtrain and they just did so poorly. Remember that a couple of years ago? Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, Natalia, what about this Marianne Vos team that is like also... So the, the story there is that Raul <clears throat> dropped the sponsorship. So the small sponsors are going to take on the team. That's okay. what is being rumored, but she lost all the heavy hitters. So Lucinda Brand, Anna Van der Breggen, yeah. Uh, there is rumors about Ferran Prevost also leaving. And I think the only one, the only big name that we still don't know what's going to happen is Cassia Niwadoma. So we don't know if she's going to stay or if she's going to move to the other team. So she's just going to get a smaller team. And of course, uh, the races where they are going are going to be more limited. But she's she's still keeping the team. Now, we don't know what the name is going to be. Yeah, yeah. But the final roster. But no, she's she's still there. So we'll see. Last I heard, and my my sources tell me that Niwadoma was actually staying there. Niwadoma. Okay. Okay. So that's, that's the part that, that you know, like, extended. the rumor, we don't know. And the rumor for... Ferran Prevost went to first Canyon Sram. Now the word is that she's going to wiggle high five. Oh, you know what the, the other news from today? What? It is Schlappendel is retiring. She announced it today. She's like, okay, I'm done. She's going to become a secretary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, thankfully she's a, a designer. So Sorry. maybe, yeah, she can aware that. But um, boy, I was like, dude, really? Like, I used to okay. like you. I'm going to give you guys, I'm going to give you guys a quick list here of people from Bahrain, Merida. Um, I'm going to skip yes. the people that yes. we don't know anything about. Uh, Arashiro, 
who's good workhorse, Manuele Boaro, Greg Aboli, Nicolo Bonifacio, Borut Bosic, uh, Colbrelli. Mm. By the way, a quick note about Arashido. I'm sure he's a good workhorse, but seriously, that guy's personality must be fantastic and he's a great teammate. Because he always just finds a job. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? Like, there's people at his level that just, like, they just get pushed out. So he must be super likable and good to have around or something. Must be. Uh, then Gasparotto and Hausler. And then there's rumors. Hausler? Of, yes. Oh, my God. Then there's rumors <laughs> of, uh, well, the Nibali thing. Uh, but n- not Nibali's Nibali, but Antonio Nibali's brother. Neveradauskas, uh, or Neveradauskas, I know, but I, I call him Neveradauskas because it's funny to say Neveradauskas because Nevera means refrigerator. So that's funny. But anyway, and Lagutin. So, I mean, that's like, there's nobody there that is like awesome, good. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Oh, wait, Vincenzo Nivali, of course, uh, Franco Pelosotti, um, and Sitsu, Matteo Tosato. Giovanni Visconti. That's actually quite a bit of fucking people. I mean, it's good. It's better than, like, you know, the lineup that I Am Cycling had going into it. Um, um, yeah, yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, I Am Cycling was very lukewarm when they first. And let's see, Bora. And, of course, once they announced they were finishing up, then everyone started winning stuff. Yeah, isn't that funny? I think they always had the. I I don't think that it would have made a difference. I think I'm cycling. I, I that's one of the problems with having a rich person put money into cycling. People are like, oh, think of. Uh oh, that, that is racist. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> what do we hear again? That means that we have ten like minutes. Yankee Doodle Dandy for Mike. That'll be racist. The what? The, y- <laughs> Yankee Doodle Dandy. I don't have that. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that means that we have... Ten more minutes. Ten more minutes. Okay. Um, so... Yankee Doodle Dandy. <laughs> okay. So I was thinking that people coming in like Tinkoff and what's his face from BMC and all these like people with a lot of money. The problem is that they're there on a whim and they can just leave on a whim so when people are like that's so awesome this guy's a multi-millionaire and he's from switzerland he's gonna start a team i'm always like oh god this is gonna suck because yeah. those things just never last this guy probably got into it realized this is way too much money and i'm not getting shit out of it and so he's out so i don't know whatever i'm not i know i'm not saying anything that everybody doesn't already know but it's just I don't know. It just annoys me that when, when people get like super happy about these things and they're not they're not good. Um, wait, what other team was I looking for? Oh, TJ Sports. TJ Max. Yeah. TJ Max. What what's the name of the team? Is it going to be TJ Sports? No, they're gonna find TJ apparently, Sports. Apparently they have a they have a sponsor, a title sponsor coming. They just haven't announced it. Guys, to make sure that this is understandable by people in the UK, you should say TK Sports because TJ Maxx in the UK is called TK Maxx. Really? Uh, get out of here. For real. Really? It's like Mr. Pib. Yeah. It's like Mr. Pib and Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yes. What? Look it up. TK? That's <laughs> yeah. dumb. I'm sorry. Why? Dude, I, I'll say lift They're and sorry. flat all you want, but I will never say TK Maxx. That's just dumb. No, because there's already a store there. I think like TJ Hughes or something. I don't care what the reason is. You sue them. You buy the other and keep TJ for yourself. I know. They had to change it to TK Maxx. It's like because TJ is like some some like obscene slang in the UK for like a T job or something. (laughs) 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 For the record, I do not know what a T job is and I do not want to know. But You just made it up. Uh, okay, let me see. So, TK Sports or whatever. Atapuma signed. Uh, they get Marco. Is he the number? Is he going to be the number one guy? Is he like the top ranked? Not guy really. I mean, they still have. If you look down, let's see who else do they have. They still have Rui Costa. I mean, as far as like GC contenders, quote unquote. Yeah, probably. I mean, here's here's the here's the. The roster that I have as of right now. Atapuma, Bono, Consoni, 
Conti, Durasek, a Rui Costa, a Roberto Ferrari, Filippo Gana, who's just a rookie, a Marco Comp, Marco Marcato, Mentius. Oh, Mentius would probably be, I mean, if he ever nice. if he ever becomes who he's supposed to become. Sasha Modolo, Manuele Mori, Niemiec. Um, How ben, is ben uh, at the Pumas Italian? Does he speak Italian? <laughs> I don't think he so. He does because he lived in Italy. Oh, man. Oh, nice. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Diego Lisi and Ben Swift. I mean, it is kind of an Italian there. team. What's yeah. that? That's, that's no, there's Italian teams and then there's that team. Well, yeah, because clearly. they're not really Italian. They're Chinese, remember? Oh, that's it. right. So what is TJ, this TJ Maxx company? What, what, what is it? No, that's a Chinese conglomerate called TJ Sports that made the purchase. And they're using that as a placeholder right now. They're going to come out, I'm but sure. They're going to unveil a title sponsor? Yeah, that, that's what Let I understand. guess who it is? That's what Let's I guess. Understand. What yeah. Chinese company can you think of? I can't think of a single Chinese company, so... <laughs> the, the 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 government of China is the only go, is the only business. Alibaba. I, <laughs> I was about to say AliExpress. Yep. Alibaba, that would be awesome. I'm serious. The forty thieves. Alibaba. Oh, <laughs> Alibaba Merida. No, but I think you know the idea of having a placeholder and getting a title sponsor is great because I mean, look at um, you know, it, it's worked superbly well for like High Road. They they did really well. Forica, <laughs> yes. that was really good. They never that they got one right away. Yeah, it's funny when people are, very often when people talk about like okay. no, what we need is you know better sponsorship because if you spon- no a team needs to be really good to like attract sponsorship and like you know because those dollars go towards people that show themselves. The best team two years in a row in the early two thousands went out of business. The team ended because they couldn't get a freaking sponsor. There was nobody was on TV more than High Road. Nobody. I mean, Mark Cavendish won, I think, 39 Tour de France stage that year. 39 stages. What's that? He needed to win 41. That's what would have made it different. So I just, I I hate it when people are like, well, they're showing the jersey to the sponsors. Yeah, right. That was like the biggest billboard there, and nobody bought it because cycling sucks. <laughs> All right, now I listen. Think, so, can I just say when the U.S. Postal team ended, you remember this? Do you guys remember this? Uh, yeah, what happened? Badly. What happened? The rumor, there was a rumor that FedEx was going to take over the. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's <laughs> No, and the, I don't and the kit, that. Could you imagine the kit? It would have been awesome. Well, it would, it would have, have been, been like, white. No, it would, it would have, have been the little bananas. black shorts, the little black shorts <laughs> with a black polo with a purple thing that they wear <laughs> for the delivery. <laughs> it would just be a delivery dudes with a little hat. I still, no I still, every once a week, I think of that. I think of, imagine if FedEx had a cycling team. How awesome that would be. Oh, that would be fucking awesome. FedEx. Oh, by the way, that reminds me. So there's been news. I think it was in Cyclesport or some UK site. I'm having trouble finding it now. That a Dutch bike company started printing a TV on the side of their bike boxes when they're shipping bikes so that it looked like it was a TV in there. <laughs> and they've seen a dramatic decrease in like packages being dropped and how the boxes were treated. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? It makes God, perfect sense. But, it, but an increase in theft. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Man, stealing a bike is the only crime that comes with a getaway vehicle incorporated into the crime. But if it's in a box, you have to know okay. how to put it together. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. So but, I'm so I'm hoping that um, this this project uh, TJ Maxx team becomes Weibo. Weibo <laughs> like egg in Spanish? What? No, Weibo. It's like the Chinese Twitter. Oh, the, oh, really? They have their own Twitter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I go for Baloo. I think it's the equivalent in Google. Baloo. Baloo, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah Baloo. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Weibo would be funnier because there was actually a player, a uh, Cameroonian player that played in Spain whose last name was Weibo. And I always thought it was hilarious because Weibo, 
Eggs, it's kind of, but W-E-B-O though. Um, but listen, since we're running out of time, I want to say uh, one more time, we've been getting a lot of responses for the, um, for a little, what's the word that I'm looking for, guys? Survey. Survey. Survey, survey says, um, for a survey, and it's still up. If you guys want to go and check it out, we would really appreciate it. Speedmetalcycling.com is where you'll go, and then you can click there. And I want to see that. And also, I don't know if you guys have noticed, I hope that everybody has, is that we've been putting out episodes now every Tuesday. Everybody seems to think that we should uh, record weekly. So we're trying it for now until the end of the season, which we'll call the end of the season probably the World Championships. And then after that, we're going to start doing it every two weeks, maybe in the middle of February or something like that. We may actually just do it every three weeks or something like that. But during the season, from now on... So we're down under. Under. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm joking. That was a joke, actually. <laughs> it's a good thing that you tell us when, 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 what's a joke, Mike? Just I like to preface all my jokes with, here comes a joke, <laughs> and then say the joke. You preface it with that, and you postface it with, that was a joke. <laughs> I know postfacing is not a word, but... Um, okay, so yeah, uh, speedmetalcycling.com. And then the other thing that you can find there is links to all of our um, social media stuff, so you can follow Natalia. And Mike and myself, and you can not follow Klaus as well because Klaus is not on social media because he's not a very sociable person. Just come by the house, say hello. Exactly. <laughs> That's what, Klaus. Klaus believes in real social media. Sweet he's on anti-social house. media. Anti-social media. <laughs> exactly. So I wanted to say both of those things, and uh, so yeah. So every Tuesday, you guys are gonna have uh, an episode coming your way. Hopefully, this will make it easier for everybody to kind of keep track of things. And can we schedule. really sustain that through the off season without talking about cyclocross? No. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. The forbidden times. <laughs> the forbidden day. You can keep talking. You can keep talking. This is just going to go. Off. Uh, it's, it's one hour, so it's one hour. So yeah, we're gonna yeah, kill can it we here. Really but anyway, sustain that through the off season. If you guys don't want to talk about cyclocross every two weeks, uh, no, we'll make you fun can, of. You cyclocross. can talk about cyclocross. Yeah, we can. We can make fun of cyclocross. I'll just be talking by myself. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll follow cyclocross. No, no, I follow cyclocross too. And I actually uh, ran into uh, today. I ran into a friend of ours, Klaus, uh, a mutual friend. Who said that, that he's been like listening to the podcast? Really? He's been listening to the podcast, so I hope he's listening to this episode as well. And so, um, how's it going, Chris? And I think uh, I was telling him I'm thinking about going to a cyclocross race uh, this season, maybe two. But anyway, that's that. That's cyclocross over there. And every Tuesday now, for the time being, we'll see how it goes during the off season. But um, go ahead, Klaus. If uh, you guys are interested in cyclocross. Remember that tomorrow, Tuesday, probably when this will be up, they're premiering online the Sven, the documentary about Sven Nace, his last uh, year as a professional. Oh, wow! Cycling Tips is uh, doing like an online thing. Dude, I think the you only have to thing pay or gives that donation. The only thing more it. interesting than cyclocross has to be a documentary about cyclocross. Right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And listen. <laughs> Remember, inner bike is starting, so all your oh, right. every cycling publication is like pictures oh. of pedals. Is yeah, anyone going to is anyone going to Interbike? Come on, dude! Why the hell would you go I mean, to Interbike? I just go to fucking Kmart and look at the bikes there. <laughs> if I want to look at bike, I look at these brakes. Wow! Ooh, what this bike has pedals? What is crazy? Mike, so are you going? Friggin' dumb. No, you've gone though. But wait, Interbike is that thing in Vegas? Yes. Yeah, Mike. Okay. It's in Vegas. As a, this as is a, how this is how plugged into the uh, world of bikes we are. One of the people on the podcast <laughs> just asked, "Is that the thing in Vegas?" <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, though. But, listen, Mike. You like baseball? Would you go to like some convention in Vegas about baseballs, stitching, and like gloves and bats? I think. Look at these new bats. This is amazing. Who are not no. there strictly Fucking for work. Dumb. It's just a place to see friends and people. They yeah, yeah. In the bike. Yeah. That's what I call my bachelor party in Las Vegas. It's a place to see people, some males, mostly females, with very little clothing, if any at all. <laughs> all right. 
with that, thank you very much, Natalia. Okay, yeah. Okay, Mike, Klaus, Natalia, thank you. We're out of here. Peace.